and we're back. It is uh, early October, although, you know, I don't know when this is going to be heard by you, but it is early October and I'm back here with Taylor for another episode of The Rounds. Always stoked to be able to have these conversations. How are you doing, Taylor? Hi, everybody. Hey, Brandon. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm uh, loving the beginning of fall. How are you, buddy? Uh, you know, uh, I'm not a person who loves to sit around and talk about the weather, but it has been so hot, <laughs> so hot in Florida. I have that, to mention uh, it. <laughs> that even just a couple degrees lower, it's like, oh, glorious outside. Thank Very- you for calling me out for saying a super boring thing, you know? Sometimes I don't know if it's just my inability to have small talk, but when somebody's <laughs> like, how's no. the weather? I'm just, unless, unless it's like really freaky weather, I'm like... I'm like, don't uh, want to talk about, talk about this. <laughs> I just um, mentioned because it's been so glorious and I'm done. I'm not going to mention it again. Now, I was going to say we have a very special guest with us today, a good friend of both of ours and really just an amazing person all around. We have Terry Bailey with us today. How are you doing, Terry? Hello. 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 Hi, y'all. Hi, Terry. I'm good. I'm here. So why don't you tell us, Terry, a little bit about what what it is that you do? There's so many. I tried to start making a list to, to introduce you, but there's just so many things. I figure it would be better coming directly from you. I am uh, the owner and founder of the Bailey Learning and Arts Collective. Our tag is Black to Basics, and we do community outreach and education and, and the arts um, via a grassroots ideology, which means, you know, we are boots on the ground. So I try to go in the community, find out what community members want to know or learn about, and then try to make it happen to, to get them those things. I, I am also a big um, proponent of the arts, right? And so part of our mission is to make sure that um, we our artists are paid more than just exposure uh, and to make sure people have some opportunities to learn how to make art, to do art. The bigger scheme of things, we also have a women's empowerment program called the Queen's Room that is totally about helping women to live their most authentic lives. And I am a poet, spoken word artist, and a master coach, which means that I do life coaching, body image coaching, spiritual coaching and creativity coaching. So that's why I asked you to share because I would not have heard all of that right. And, um, you know, as a, as a multi-hyphenate myself, I totally respect how you're able to balance all of those things Seriously. and all for the good of other people. I want to okay. point out one thing. If y'all who are listening could see us on Zoom, you would see that Terry's pronouns are she, her, queen <laughs> and i just sort of point that out because i love that and i feel like the introduction she gave is like proof you know <laughs> i think it's really sweet and i um i just wanted to point that out since people don't have a visual i love well, that i do caught that because it's <laughs> yeah. too small on my screen and that doesn't come up for me so that is amazing yeah um so as we normally do i want to just quickly check in with where each of us are at, what's been going on in our worlds. Uh, and, and let's start with Taylor. Taylor, what is what is going on with you right now? 
Oh, I am. I'm very much feeling the transition of the seasons, like not only just the weather, Brandon, but like the, the cycles of the moon and like anniversaries of things coming around. I'm very much of like a cycles kind of person. And I became aware maybe a day or two ago that this is like the time of year when I moved back to Gainesville from DC nine years ago. Like, I'm pretty sure this is the week um, I returned and was about to have my son and stuff. So I'm really feeling like kind of these like closure and beginning again cycles coming around. So that's, that's kind of what's prevalent on my mind right now. Terry, 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 what is going on in your world right now? Well, you know, I am here at a, uh, in Atlanta at uh, understanding heirs property at the community level. And so that is one of our education uh, components that we do is go around to at risk, which is a term I hate, I've been using affected lately, uh, affected communities, especially historic African-American communities in Gainesville, and talking to them about the importance of estate planning and designating a specific heir so that we can continue to pass on generational wealth. And I'm also basking in the afterglow of our last weekend, we did Black Women Rights where we had um, Black women writers of all skill levels come together. I'm going to tell y'all I was a little angry because I thought it should have been better attended. But in the end of it all, the intimate setting really gave us the opportunity to uh, share. So I'm still basking in the glow of that. Yeah, I mean, you are talking to two people who organize storytelling (laughs) events. So uh, we yeah, we understand a hundred percent the power yeah. of uh, the power of getting a group together, even if it is small but mighty, uh, and connecting yeah. over the written and spoken word. <laughs> Don't need to sell us on the impact of that, but I, yeah. I imagine how uh, powerful that event must have been, especially if it's one that you are organizing, because you bring such a heart. Oh, uh, you're too kind. Too kind. Yeah. Too kind. So in my you're world. Great. This week is one of my favorite weeks, uh, which is the week that One Beat rolls into town. So One Beat is a very special and unique program that is sort of this collaboration between a lot of different entities, but it's ultimately a like a subsidiary of the federal government, actually, like a cultural program where they bring in as fellows virtuosic musicians from all over the world and then tour them around to different areas in the United States. And these musicians are all writing new music as they're meeting all these people from all these different areas in the U.S. and creating new music that never existed before that's a merge of all of the different cultures that they come from. And Terry and I have both seen One Beat before when they came earlier this year. This is the second time they've come this year. And last night, they, again, are back in town. They did a panel on different music and arts issues, interspersed with a couple of performances from One Beat artists. And tonight at How Bizarre, they're doing a full-on just concert. And having gone to that a few months ago, I am just like, that's really all I can think about today is one beat because it's (laughs) such an amazing program. But last night, I was invited to be on one of the panels, one about Gainesville and 
the music community and scene here. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to share some of my thoughts and feelings being sitting up there. And I think it transitions really well into the conversation that we had planned to have today with Terry. So the first question that was asked was talk about a pivotal moment in your life associated with music here in Gainesville. And the panelists were, I mean, this was like a powerhouse panel. Among others, there was Oshabi from the UF Center for Arts and Migration and Entrepreneurship, uh, Chelsea Carnes, who is a huge member of the scene and has been for many years, activist, band member, currently works the city's cultural affairs department, and Layla, one of the founders of How Bazaar and Diondia Records, and, and others too, like that's not the whole panel, but just to give you a sense hearing everyone share these moments that uh, changed them as human beings at shows in Gainesville at events in Gainesville was I mean I was having to like bite back some tears there it was a beautiful thing to witness because these are people these are my peers people who have done so much for this community that it's hard to even quantify all of us had those moments that we could recall where we went to a thing at a community space. There was music involved. We got to know other people. We got to have like this wonderful experience. And that put us on the path that we are on today. And now each of us, each of those of us who are on this panel, and I would also say probably everyone on this podcast right now, we took those experiences and now are giving and cre creating and giving those experiences out to the community, generating, in theory, the same experiences for others that we had. And in theory, creating this chain of culture and connection and community that, you know, we will never know that one person that came to that one event that we did right. and how it might affect them 10, 15, 20 years down the line. but. I can say that that happened at the events that I went to 10, 15 years ago. So, and, and hearing these other stories of those moments where they probably don't know the event organizers mm -hmm. of the things that they went to, but whoever was doing it then clearly impacted them. And now they're providing those opportunities for others. It was a very, very beautiful moment uh, for me because that's something that I really value and that's sort of a core guiding principle of the work that I do, that I yeah. am a cog oh. in this larger machine and a link in the chain. And um, and I got to, it's just really wonderful for me to get to hear people tell those stories because that's not really something we we talk about all that much. Um, um experience, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, One Beat is awesome. And even when, even when it's just Gainesville people talking as part of a One Beat event, One Beat is the best. Now that, I, like I said, I think is a nice transition into one of the things that we were hoping to talk about today. So as Terry mentioned, with her amazing introduction of all the things that she does, honestly, we put out the call for guests on this podcast a couple, a month or so ago. And Terry reached out and said, I would love to talk about this. And I said, I would love to talk with you about literally anything. But yes, that is something I want to talk to you about. And what she said was that in, in so many of the things that Terry does, 
It's all about community collaborations and bringing the arts to diverse populations. You, you can tell from the kind of experiences that Terry already described, bringing culture and arts to everyone, not just those with disposable income and extra time. So, uh, Terry, I am going to sort of hand the mic over to you uh, because I would love to know, you know, where this comes from for you. Why is this a, a passion of yours and how do you sort of enact that in our community? You kind of alluded to some big projects, but I'd love to hear more about that. I went to PK Young, right? And I was a lifer, but again, I was a troubled youth, so I didn't quite make it all the way to the end. But nevertheless, PK put some instilled creativity into us, right? We we made potholders and did um, bowls. And so we learned how to throw clay and to paint and to print make and to sew and everything at PK Young, right? And so I was also a scholarship kid at PK Young, okay? So a lot of the art exposure that we had, I I didn't really get it in my neighborhood, right? Uh, I grew up in Pleasant Street, um, which is the oldest African-American community in Gainesville. Um, and so we had exposure, absolutely, because, uh, you know, one day everybody will know the fabulousness that was Northwest Fifth Avenue, uh, where there were clubs, restaurants, and bars from Northwest First Street all the way to 13th Street. And so we always had some kind of music going on but in terms of the arts the arts I really got that that foundation from PKM right and so I became a fan of the museum I became uh, a fan of people who uh, did more than just paint we learned that that art encompassed more than just painting and so that was big for me that was big for me and I want uh, I always try to bring that information home uh, and share it with my friends. And I've always been a storyteller and a writer. Um, I love to tell the, the story that with my mother, when I was little and I did something, and I got caught. She would always, after I explained what I was doing, say to me, is that the truth or is it one of your little stories? Right? Because I always... <laughs> always had a story for everything and people who know me today know okay if you ask miss terry about something she's got a story so just buckle up <laughs> and so this when i when i moved away to atlanta right and i came back to gainesville i was in shock about uh how uh the the culture had kind of got the arts culture had kind of gone down in my opinion um, there was not as much good music. There were not, to me, as many opportunities to visit our arts and culture museums. You know, Taylor, you were talking about the weather in the summer in my neighborhood for us to cool off. We would go to the Museum of Natural History and hang out in the caves, right? I mean, and so that wasn't even a thing anymore. Kids really didn't participate or do that, like, anymore. And so... And founding the Baylor Learning and Arts Collective, I made the thing all big, uh, my mission all big and um, broad so that I could do just that, 
bring the arts back to the community uh, on whatever level is possible. So, I mean, like we've done a parade, a holiday parade down Fifth Avenue, but we made sure to incorporate um, um, music in that and actors and jugglers and everything into that. Uh, I've debuted a uh, film right uh international film uh here in the Gainesville area and and we and I do little mini small writing workshops or um we also curated the first uh art exhibit uh at the downtown Santa Fe um office right um campus uh, they hadn't even had any art in there. And so I'm fortunate to be married to a wonderful um, painter, muralist, printmaker, Tabato Marbu, who's also a great storyteller. But, you know, in terms of trying to bring art to community, I think that there are a lot of opportunities to do it in a manner that doesn't cost a lot of money, right? Um, Brandon knows for sure what um, Baylor Learning and Arts Collective budget is and is not, right? We don't have no money, but we try to figure out innovative and creative ways to collaborate and bring art to the community because I think that is a part of why there's so much violence, why there's so much suffering is because we don't take the time out anymore to really um, look at and hone in on the beauty of creation. Mm. And that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> that's beautiful. And it, it's funny that you mentioned PK Young in particular, having not gone there, no, no one in my family went there. It's not something I have firsthand experience with, but I, from the outside looking in, even to this day, that is one of the strengths of that school. And for those listening who aren't familiar, it is a, um, it's a school run by the University of Florida for K-12. And um, because it is UF funded and supported, they can do different things with their budgets and their curriculum than the normal public school system can. Um, and right now, uh, what I see them doing in particular is that they have a class that high schoolers can take that is essentially like rock band class. So they have time in class to over the course of the year, learn an instrument, perhaps write some songs, work with your other classmates and develop a rock band that then you perform as that band at the end of the year. And I went to one of the performances earlier this year and it was just incredible to watch these young folks be rock stars. And I have also seen how those those same kids, young folks, have taken that and actually started going and performing out in the community as as those bands or, you know, getting enough confidence to go out there and create more culture. And, you know, I would go so far as to say that if that class didn't exist I wouldn't really you know that would of the young people music community that currently exists it would it would be much smaller if it weren't for that one class so mm -hmm. all that to say there has to be these programs and structures to get our young folks exposed to what they can be in this community, like how they can be a part of the cultural community in Gainesville. So I, all that to say, I, I totally resonate with what you're saying. And PK is still, still part of that in the Gainesville narrative to this day. 
Yeah. And, and Terry too, like, this is making me curious. I wonder if you have thoughts on this and like, this isn't a podcast about PK Young, but I do find um, that it's interesting that they have such a thriving arts community at that school. And they are also a school that focuses on the social and emotional aspects of, of learning and of being a young person in a way that other schools don't, or so I've been told. And so it feels like I'm getting curious about this like intersection that you're speaking of, of like how we can be more interwoven and interconnected and perhaps like more even emotionally intelligent um, folks when we are also bound by the arts and by creative expression, which like for some of us, that's also our form of spirituality, right? I mean, there's all these things, it's, it's layered and it's not that simple, but I feel like there is an interweaving of those ideas, whether it's at PK yeah, or out in the world, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and so again, it's, it's really disappointing to me, the lack of focus on the arts in, in school, in public school right now, because I think that it could totally make the difference, um, even in learning, because, you know, we know that Alachua County uh, does not have the greatest repu academic reputation <laughs> in Florida or in the country right now. And I think that, um, they are really missing out because we have access to some great thinkers and some great artists that could raise the emotional intelligence, that could raise the cultural intelligence, that could incorporate some community activism and social learning, right? Into our public school systems. But if nobody recognizes that, like, okay, so Brandon, you've mentioned. Osubi. Osubi Craig is known worldwide for his drumming and his artistic abilities. He also is a graduate of the um, Alachua County Public School System. So why aren't, why in Osubi touring school to school, encouraging kids um, to, to begin to focus on creativity in the arts and talking about how it builds up your uh, intelligence level, because we all know there's data it, that supports this, that if you incorporate arts into academics, the kids tend to do better. Adults do better. We all do. You know, um, I, okay, that's my soapbox. I'm gonna calm down because I started screaming and yelling when I started talking about it because Again, Gainesville is sleeping, Alachua County Public Schools, and this is not an indictment of them. Florida struggles in academics anyway, right? right. It's right. not an indictment at all. But we have so much access. I mean, yeah. like Brandon, even to you and Taylor, right? Why in there a griot and a storytelling component where we have, a, okay, here's an idea, <laughs> where we have an annual competition where uh, two or three kids from each high school gets together and does a storytelling. Uh, and we, you know, it's a competition. We give away a prize. And, you know, we have the biggest storytellers in the county, you know, get a trophy and everything. So you, let's incorporate, let's take advantage of, of all this, this beautiful art 
and access to arts and culture that's in Gainesville. It just, it makes me so angry. I think that we're doing the kids a disservice. I'm really fixating on a piece of the story that you shared and a piece of Taylor's story and a piece, you know, something I didn't say in this episode, but a piece of my own story as well. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the classic uh, idea of the story of the the hero's journey from, you know, leaving off one day and having all these experiences and then coming back and bringing those experiences with you, uh, which is a very uh, summarized version of, you know, what that idea is. But a part of every great story is that somebody goes out, has experiences, and then comes back and brings the new knowledge that they have learned with them and tries to bring it to their community. And Taylor mentioned going to DC and coming back a few years ago and then building, I'm extrapolating, but then building things like Guts and Glory, right? Terry, you mentioned going to Atlanta you know, growing up here, going to Atlanta, having experiences there, and then coming back and looking around and saying, I need to do something here. My experience, similar, I went to or moved to Orlando for a couple of years, got involved in the arts community there, and came back and brought what I learned, um, and have been building that over time. Uh, Terry, can you speak to sort of the idea here of, um, needing to have both these formative experiences but then also somewhere where you can see what it looks like and then what the value of bringing it back to your community um, I have to say in, in being transparent um, Turbato and myself when we were in our early 20s vowed on the land okay we almost cut our fingers and exchanged blood that we were never coming back here we just we just me too. weren't gonna me too. do it okay <laughs> growing up here me too <laughs> we're all in that boat <laughs> no. yeah it's like i'm never gonna i'm not gonna die in gainesville that is that was our that was our lifelong goal. <laughs> not gonna die in gainesville but you know you have to come home and regroup sometimes and that's totally i came home for a year 26 years ago <laughs> <laughs> I needed to have a baby and regroup and get myself together, right? Yeah. And 26 years later, here I am. Um, but when I came home and I figured out I was going to be here for a while, I knew that it was important for me to um, reach out not only uh, as a benefit for the community, but as a benefit for myself. Y'all, I, you know, again, in transparency, I, I did a lot. I brought a lot of the programming and, and the work um, that I do here because I, I needed it mm. for my own well-being, my own mental health, my own creative health and I for relate. the health of my community. Yeah. I, yeah. Just, I needed it. And, and I want, uh, again, trying to figure out okay y'all look I have a degree in elementary education I am by no means uh in the classroom person I just can't do it I tried I, I, I just can't do it but, but it's important to me um to figure out how we can affect change and growth in the youth 
in general, right? Um, and what I'm also noticing is that one of the reasons, Bryn, that youth don't do as much or get as much or know as much is because their parents don't either. So it's important for kids to go away to college, to go away and live life, but you need to come back home and give something. That's just that's just how I was raised, right? So in terms of cultural, my family is hardcore Southern Baptist, non-denominational Christian people. So, you know, here I come, I've got on beads, I've got on African traditional religion, Alekes. <laughs> They're like, you know, you're going to hell, you're a demon. But they all like the music. Oh. <laughs> no, no, you no. know, they all like the music, they like the drums, they like the art, you know, there is Yoruba art all over my mama's house, and she's lead usher, right? But it it she got that because I came back and I started sharing information. Mm -hmm. And 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 it's just important that we encourage communities to go out, share information, bring it back. You don't have to stay. You don't have to get stuck here for 26 years like that, I, like I did. But it's important to come back and share the information because like you started out talking about, it's like, who did, I was talking earlier about going to the Peter Tosh concert, right? I don't know who organized that. I don't know who um, recommended that they bring Peter Tosh to free to the band shell at University of Florida. But I do know that somebody came in my neighborhood, passed out a flyer, and I wasn't going to miss that for the world. That cultural exchange, though, from this Southern girl in Gainesville, Florida, with this high-profile, internationally known Rastafarian reggae artist, right, influenced everything. It influenced everything. I still tell that story with great pride today. And I'm still looking for ways to bring back some more internationally recognized reggae stars because we don't have enough here. I don't know if that answered your question, but I'm just saying it, it's just so it's just important that we have an exchange. But it's also important that you encourage your family, your children, and everybody to go away and see something different because Gainesville is not the end all do all. And until you see um the world from um at large you can't really appreciate the stars that i really do appreciate about gainesville but i wouldn't if i hadn't left mm. i relate one thousand percent exactly no there really is something about coming back and and like only because you've been educated and infused with these other things maybe not only because, but largely because of these other experiences you've had. Like, it, right. I, I think that is so, so true. It's like, um, it expands our worldview, right? And to your point, Terry, like going out and seeing things that don't seem familiar or don't seem like you or like your town or, you know, um, it's just, God, there's so, there's so much like education and, and discovery, self-discovery in that. And I, I have a question too about like why you're 
what your feeling is around why we don't do those things. Like what are some of the main elements that keep us from going out and seeking new experiences? Fear. 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 Fear of the unknown. So um, I I have a story for everything. I forged some documents. (laughs) Okay. All right. And and signed up for Atlanta Job Corps Center. And I was so troubled at that point that my mother didn't care. Right. Because I forged the document, but I I didn't know my social security number. But and so uh, I'm so brilliant. I gave my mom, uh, I gave her phone number so they could call and get information, (laughs) you know, the follow through. (laughs) Um, And and so when they called, she wasn't really mad. Right. She wasn't really mad because she knew I needed to go and do something different. Hmm. Everybody was like oh my God, you are sending Terry to Atlanta. She's never going to make it back alive. <laughs> you know, she is not going to be a good look for her. Um, you know, you sending her to the big city. And so at first I was really angry about it. But now when I think about it, it that was all driven by fear of the unknown. Mm, that's right yeah and and, uh, acceptance of an acceptance of what you heard as opposed to what you actually experienced Mm. and I think that's what stagnates people I think that's what stagnates people you know that you don't if you don't have like us you don't have that adventure spirit and there's nobody pushing you to to out of the nest to go then you know you're gonna stay right here it's the devil you know. Hmm. Yeah. I, and I think that transitions really well into sort of one big question that I have for you. So we are, theoretically, The Rounds is a podcast about personal and organizational and leadership development, all of those things, any one of those things. And so one of the big questions that I like to ask uh, our guests is has to do with one of the things that I really, you know, in here in your experiences and see with what you do, you know, from knowing you is that you lead in a space where there are very few like actual structures, right? That is what community organizing in many ways is. And me and Taylor can both speak to that ourselves, I'm sure. But, um, but you're talking about, you know, the idea of fear of the unknown, but you went out and did it. Um, I'm, I'm curious if you have uh, any thoughts, comments on what it means to be a community organizer, to be a leader in a space where there are really no rules. <laughs> like what, what does that look like for you? What does that mean for you? And what is, um, uh, how do you, how do you go about operating in that sort of, a an environment? Look, I look at it like this. It's a blank sl- it's a blank slate. So if there is no blueprint, you get to create the blueprint. Right? And so, for example, I was scrolling. Oh my god, I do it too much. I was scrolling and I saw that there was this movie called Yemen Ya, African Goddess of the Sea that was coming out next week, right? So I was like, dang, I want to see that. And I know it's not going to come to Gainesville, 
let me email this lady and say, um, you know, do you think there's a way we can do that? You know, that you can bring it here. And uh, I don't have any money, but I love to show it in this university town. We have a rich, diverse population. I think they'd enjoy it. <laughs> Who knew she was going to respond and say, sure, I think that's a great idea. It's a blank slate. Uh, my aunt is Miss Rosenby Williams. She is a lifelong community uh, organizer, civil rights activist. She turned 90 last Friday. Shout out to my auntie. But Rosa, we, we're uncertain as to whether she even graduated from high school. But she has done so much. And she's done it all from the viewpoint, if nobody has done it, and I want to see it done, then let me figure out how to do it. Maybe if I open my mouth and I ask a question or if I email somebody or call somebody, they, they'll know somebody or maybe they know somebody who knows how to do it, right? You just got to be willing to just jump in the water, right? So sometimes you're going to belly up. Sometimes you'll do a perfect swan dive, you know, uh, sometimes you will sink to the bottom, but I try to build community around me so that if I'm drowning and I can stick my hand, if I can get my hand up so somebody can see, maybe somebody will pull me up and then we can evaluate and put it back out there. But if it's a blank slate, y'all, and nobody has done it, then that is your opportunity to create what it is. If someone has done it, you go to them, you ask them how they did it, right? In terms of community organizing, the arts, in terms of all of that, you ask them how they did it. You don't have to do verbatim everything that they did. You can take their basic foundation and build upon uh, what you wanna uh, do, what you hope to accomplish, right? I mean, the thing about it is I am scared most of the time, y'all. I borrow so much money to do this wonderful Black women rights thing. I got most of it funded, right? I still had to put in a few of my dollars and then a lot of people didn't show up. I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken because I had, you know, the importance of our story, story GMV, guts and glory, self-narrate, y'all know right? But I did it. I did it. I tried. And the women were overwhelmed. The women that came were overwhelmed. You know, I'm doing this heirs property thing. I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about this, but it's, I know it's important. And so that's what I would say, that if it hadn't been done, you have a blank slate, do it, figure it out. It might not be a success this time, but then make it an annual event and do it again and again until you get it perfect. And if there are people that are doing something similar to what you want to do, you know, then go and talk to them about it. You know, people are, especially the, the elders, they're really into that information exchange. You won't know unless you try. You really don't have anything to lose. I organize stuff. If I can find a venue and get a public tray, we are good to go. <laughs>
we are good to go to live by absolutely that's so true or a sheet cake from Publix it's really just Publix is that yeah right right those are good rules Terry that is resonating very strongly on, uh, you know, I'm thinking I'm still in that one beat headspace. I told y'all I was, and I am, yeah. right. but that is, I mean, we had a, a similar question asked of us on the panel and that's what pretty much everybody said, which is in this community, especially, but in whatever community that you're a part of, uh, you know, because many of the people there are from all over the world with one beat. It's really about finding the people in your community that you can reach out to and ask for help when you need it and in Gainesville our DNA is very much DIY and grassroots uh, and a community that often does come out to help you know another it's a different question entirely of getting people to come to an event we've all been there but but you it, it actually isn't that hard to find people that connect with a vision and come out to help. With all that to say, uh, thank you so much for your uh, thoughts, Terry. I could sit here and listen to <laughs> listen to you extrapolate on all these ideas for another two hours, but, yeah. <laughs> but you are at a conference and Taylor and I are both on our lunch break. So I am going to say, let's transition to our final piece. As uh, As our listeners know, we like to leave our audiences with a word or a phrase to think about that's emerging for us, whether it be in our lives, what something that's coming up in our lives or something that came from this conversation. Uh, and so, uh, Terry, as our guest, what is a word or phrase that you'd like our audience to, to sit with uh, this week? Be willing to tell your story and share your story because your story can help influence um, a next generation or help somebody who's in a tight spot get out of that tight spot or get through that tight spot. You never know. So open up your mouth and share your truth. Mm, Beautiful. Taylor. I was struck by what you said, Terry, about asking, you know, that sometimes we just have to ask, ask for help, ask for support, ask for connections to other ideas. And so I think the one for today for me is ask. What about you? For me, um, the phrase that, I I mean, I've heard it before, but Layla from How Bizarre last night uh, said, be a river, not a reservoir, as it pertains Mm. to being involved in the community and tied with all these other big ideas that I've been mentioning about being like a link in the chain that idea of being a river and not a reservoir. So taking the experiences that you have and giving of that, giving what that means to you into the community and not just like taking it all for yourself uh, is is what I'm thinking about today. So, um, and I think it connects very beautifully into the conversation we've had over the last hour. So uh, with that, We are done with this episode of The Rounds, and we will see y'all again next time. Thanks again, Terry, and I will talk to you both soon. Bye. All right. Thanks for having me. Bye, y'all. Have a great day. We're a lot like this place. Memories won't fade away. Our theme song is This Place by the band Gleason. Stream it wherever you listen to music under their former band name, Stereo RV. 
For more from Taylor, follow her on social media platforms by searching Guts and Glory GNB. And for more from me, follow me on social media by searching Brandon Tell. 